Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. Eric, are you a tennis player? Do you and the wife play? Uh, no. But the only time I played it uh, was in um, uh, junior high school. Okay. You know, it was one of the, uh, they had all kinds of different sports for us to try. Gotcha. Right. Um, and I had a bad experience because I think I was playing on a volleyball. They could change them to be both volleyball or tennis. And we were playing tennis, but the ball went to the other court, and I ran to get it. Mm-hmm. And I was leaned over, picked up the ball. But when I lifted up, the volleyball net caught my nose and then ripped, you know. Take, like a, little, a, take a little chunk nose. off there? Yeah. Yeah. Got a big old scab and big fun. Yeah, hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, we that's were my playing. memory of tennis. <laughs> I got you. I used to love to play. I played a lot. And uh, I stepped in, and unfortunately, it was a, played on a kind of a bad court and stepped in a back hole that was along the fence line and, and really messed my ankle up pretty good. So from then on, it was mm. a little bit diff- difficult to do. But, but you know, you're an all around pretty good sports guy. So I think you can handle working with me on this. We'll do some analogies. And I think we can walk through this pretty easily. So even though you're not a, not a player, I'm sure you're familiar enough with it to do it. So Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what can we learn about financial planning in the game of tennis well think about it like this so the court is different you know whether you're playing a singles match or a doubles match right so if you're playing doubles in tennis you use the wider bit of the court the rules change not a little not a lot but just a little bit you get more space to work with and i was thinking about that when i was coming up with these analogies and it's like well you know i imagine when you're working with uh someone who's you know maybe never been married or is already a widower by the time you're working with them or something like that or divorced that's probably completely different than when you're dealing with couples Correct. Correct. So yeah, a lot of rules don't change other than the tax rules. And they're more, uh, I guess, when you're married, uh, a little bit easier, uh, especially with the income that you have coming in. <laughs> Forgiving. Yeah. 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 There's a cost to marriage. <laughs> but no. So when you're married, think about this in your retirement, you both have, you have two social securities coming in. Mm-hmm. One of you may have a pension. So the incomes coming in are a little bit more robust. You have double the assets because if you both worked out, both worked, you have the retirement savings from both of you. And then you're enjoying um, lower tax brackets typically because when you're married, you get into the higher brackets. It takes more money to get into those higher brackets. And plus you have double the standard deduction, all those kinds of good things. And so you can enjoy a, a pretty low tax rate in retirement on a modest income. Now, if you're a single person, and this would be, like you mentioned, either you are single or divorced or become a widow or widower during retirement, then that changes. You know, you only have one Social Security benefit coming in. Uh, Let's say your spouse had the pension. When they passed away, it went along with them as opposed to continuing on for you. But you go into those higher tax rates quicker. Um, It's not almost – sometimes it's half – uh, what the married one is, but sometimes it's not. So mm-hmm, right. uh, really the tax rates are not that favorable for single people on the same income. So an article that we write about um, that was written in um, Kiplinger's um, and we showed in our classes is how a married couple with $60,000 of income, that's modest income in retirement, 30000 coming from Social Security between their two benefits and 30000 coming out of an IRA, 
when they're married, they're paying about $800 in federal income tax. That's it, because not all their Social Security is taxable because, again, how much of your Social Security is taxable depending on single or married status and how much other income you have. Right, right. Now, as a single person with the same income, they're going to pay close to $5,000 in federal income tax. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So it's almost a 400% increase just because there's only one person. And when one person passes away, there's not a whole lot of, of changes in uh, in the required income. You know, your property taxes don't get cut in half. You don't pay pay half the cable bill or half the electricity bill, right? <laughs> right, it'd be nice. Insurances. You call them up and your say, Your homeowner's hey, insurance isn't counted in half. Yeah, right. It'd be nice if you could call them up and say, hey, there's just me now. Can you cut that bill right. in half? Yeah. Exactly. Doesn't work that But way. the only thing changes is maybe the food budget. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, but maybe you, you're, you're lonely, so you want to go travel and you know, go out with friends or see family, that kind of stuff. So you want the whole amount. Most people want all the money that they had when they were married. They don't want to cut back their lifestyle. So you got to plan for this. You got to plan for this tax issue that will happen at death. And that's one of the things we look at when people come in for the review with us. But yeah, that's plain singles versus doubles. Yeah, I like that, though. It's a good way of looking at that uh, analogy to go along with this because, yeah, definitely that's, you know, not a lot changes, but where it does change, it's fairly substantial. So Um, Mm -hmm. same kind of thing here with the next one. So kind of thinking about financial advisors, you know, people might be listening and say, well, you guys are basically all the same. Everything kind of gets muddled together. And, you know, you and I know that there's differences and there's, there's sometimes there's subtle differences. Sometimes there's big differences. But think about like, you know, pros through the years, big name pros in tennis like, you know, Federer or Pete Sampras or Steffi Graf, they all won Wimbledon, which is grass, right? They won like seven times, right? right? So they just dominated there. Uh, Nadal or a classic Bjorn Borg, uh, he, he was like dominant on clay. Agassi, remember Andre Agassi when he used to have all that hair in the 90s and stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to dominate on hard courts as well versus other surfaces. So kind of the same thing. There's, you know, advisors... You guys are fairly similar in a lot of ways, but you probably excel in different, you know, arenas, if you will. We all have access to this similar tools. Okay. All right. That's the thing. I mean, from an investment standpoint, what do you have? You have stocks, you have bonds, you have mutual funds, you got insurance-based products, whether that be life insurance or annuities, Mm -hmm. and then you have uh, cash type of accounts, you know, brokered CDs or CDs or those types of things. So all the same tools, it's just how you use them is different, right? Right. Same and what with, you focus with, on, whether you're like a wealth, like you're building wealth for someone in their younger years or someone in their older years, you know, preservation correct. and stuff. So growth is different than preservation and distribution. Right. Right. And a uh, stock jockey, uh, like used to be called, you know, someone that's just, hey, I'm going to sell this one, get into this one, more active. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what people think that just because you're turning, you have a, a wealth manager or a uh, institutional level account or assets under management, that those people are as active as a, as a stock picker would be like back in the 80s. Like, no, it's different now. But yeah, we all get lumped in together, but we do different things. So we're looking at, and especially that we have, is we're trying to look at people that are close to retirement or in retirement because they have different needs than the people that are in the accumulation mode. Accumulation mode, all they want is just growth, growth, growth. They're not worried about generating income because they don't need it right now. People that are getting close to retirement or in retirement, they generate income. So how do I generate that and in the most tax-efficient way possible? So that's where we really differ. So you know, clients in, in a review, they'll say, hey, you know, um, I want to have my kids go through this process. And you know, we're happy to, to set up a time and do a plan for them to show them, but they're not suited for what we do. As if you're paying a fee, which you are, you're paying a fee for something that's giving you value, your kids aren't going to get the value for what we do because they're not taking money out and they're, we can't really reduce our tax rates and you know fend off all this uh, stuff that you're worried about in retirement because they're not there yet. They're mainly geared towards growth. So right. strip out as much cost as possible and just grow it. 
So yeah, the different players on different surfaces perform better. We are in the space. We play on the surface of people that are near retirement or in retirement on the distribution and preservation stage of their lives, not like on the accumulation side. I like it. Good mm-hmm. job with that analogy. All right, so we'll do one more, and then we're going to jump out here. Uh, if you play tennis at all, you realize, or you watch tennis at all, you realize that holding serve is very important. Basically, you want to try to win those games through. That's why they try to like send those you know power serves over there, 100 miles an hour, so on and so forth, to try to dominate, get an ace, right? So that's what they're trying to do, because it's easier to control the game if you're holding serve. If your opponent breaks your serve, that puts them in control, puts you on your heels. So from a financial standpoint, Eric, what would be kind of holding serve in in your mind? Well, it'd be controlling what you can control. In other words, you can't control the stock market, but you can control how much of your portfolio is exposed to the stock market. You can't control inflation, but you can plan for it and you just need to generate income and have maybe increase in income. You can't control the tax rates, but you can control how much of your income is subject to income tax and take control of putting those things in position where they won't pay taxes anymore. You know, doing Roth conversions, those types of things. So right. control what you can control, hold that serve as long as you can, because you just will have, you'll perform better if you can control the things that you can and don't worry about the things that you can't. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk in including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.